Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I'm Colin. This is Joe. Let's make some money. Today we've got a week 13 recap. A little late, but uh, we're here. And we're going to make y'all some money. Let's uh, chop it up. We're going to try. We are back with another episode of the Firestarters Podcast. A uh, little, little delay, you know, finals week kind of kicked my ass. But uh, today, last week, their last day of classes on this fine Thursday evening. So we are back at it uh, after a few days off. Uh, but you can hit us up at Pod Firestarters on Twitter. You can email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. Uh, get y'all involved. You know, that's that's all we that's all we ask for. We we want your input. Uh, but it is Thursday, December ninth. It's seven twenty eight p.m. We're into the first quarter of Vikings Steelers. What up, Joe? I like to gamble. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so naturally. Sleeper has brought us into the gambling world. Um, if not familiar with Sleeper, it is the premier fantasy application. Yep. Especially for football, that is. Yep. Uh, a lot of cool stuff on it. Really good uh, interface. Very smooth. You can see everything. You can find everything you want to see. It's where we get all of our stats. It's where we you know, get our list of games and everything like that. And they recently released something called Squads, which is uh, for prop betting. And you can make your own squad. You can have about, I think, up to 100 people in it. And you can see everybody's picks, who they're picking. Uh, You can do up to five-leg parlays, same game, different game, mix-match, different multipliers. And then you got number of different props. Uh, for all NBA and all NFL, and it is pretty cool. We're going to try to win some money on it. So we will have the link to our Firestarters squad at the bottom of the podcast after we post it. And we would like you guys to come join. We'll try to start a community, get more people involved, come in, talk, show the guys you like, say who you like. I'm always on it. I'm on it 24-7. I'm obsessed with this right now. Yeah, yeah. I wake up in the morning. I'm thinking of the games. <laughs> what games are on tonight? Who do I like? Who am I trying to take? Is Jakob Portal finally going <laughs> to come through points. for me? You know. <laughs> so check that out. We'd love it. We'd love to get more people involved. Talk to us, Firestarter boys. We've got the other guys in our Dynasty League in the squad. And uh, we got a few other people trickling in too, so... It's true. Got a, got a cool what eleven people in there right now. So you know, come on, come on down. We we'd love to see you. And Joe's always texting me. He's like, hey, we gotta we gotta crack the code. We gotta figure out what, what we gotta you gotta add in these guys, and you gotta swap out this. So we're we're gonna crack this code, and then we're gonna tell you guys exactly how we're gonna nail this down, and we're all just gonna make money. That's that's what we're gonna do. And so once once we figure figure out the the secret. And we'll let you guys know. But until then, 
we'll just give us give you guys kind of our favorite picks. We'll probably save those for Thursdays. Uh, the the episodes come out on Fridays, and uh, we'll we'll kind of lay down what we see, what we like, you know, who's going to be out, and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with fantasy. These yeah. these prop bets. It's like oh well. Uh, this start sit decision is like I'm going to start this guy because I expect him to get this production, and so there, here here we are, and so hopefully we can help you guys out. You guys can help us out. We can all be part of this kind of fire starter squad community. You can you can find that link on our Twitter right now, and it'll be in the description of the pod, like Joe said. And then other news: the Detroit Lions are victors. Yes, they are. Jared yes, they Goff are. hit the one and only Amon Ross St. Brown <laughs> with a game-winning touchdown as time expired. It was freaking awesome. It, I couldn't stop smiling. Those guys were you just they just showed every single person and everyone was just so happy. It was just so happy, dude. You got to love it. And uh, Amon Ross after the game, he was asked about it, and he's like, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what kind of coverage they were playing. <laughs> because the, the Vikings were lined up, like, in the back of the end zone. Yeah. And so Amon Ra just, like, kind of ran it in, and he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on over there. I mean, I've never seen that before. Uh, obviously, the Vikings know that it's worth more points if you throw it into the back of the end back zone. Back then, yeah, so, obviously. Uh, clearly – that's that's what they were going for but lions win a football game shout out to the lions and then along with amon ross st brown being the hero uh riley patterson 22 year old rookie uh was kicking for him he had three field goals two over 40 one over 30 knocked in both extra points couldn't have did it without him TJ Hawkinson, big day. Four catches, 49 yards, a touchdown. Uh, uh, Brock Wright, another uh, rookie. I thought was TJ Hawkinson when he caught the touchdown. And I, I benched Hawkinson in two leagues. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh, fuck, man. And I, was, I thought he had two touchdowns in like 60 yards. As someone who was playing against Hawkinson, <laughs> Hawkinson I was like, I ain't seen a hair. There was no hair coming out of the helmet. That, that can't possibly be him. I mean... <laughs> The guy wears uh, number 89, and so, like, yeah. it was like, you seen the 80 in front, and it was like, uh, And on the Lions jersey, nope, the 9 nope, nope. kind of looks like an 8. <laughs> is. But, yeah, uh, Jamal Williams, he filled in for Swift, 70 carries for 71 yards, did lose a fumble. His first fumble in over 740 carries, which Ooh. was the current standing record. Um for all running backs, that was pretty cool. Uh, Goff threw for 296 yards. Oh, my God. Three touchdowns. His first victory without Sean McVay. Oh, man. It took him this long. It took him braving the Jeff Fisher era. And now the oh, the Lions era of Jared Goff. And he, he did it. He finally did it. Uh, not a whole lot of help out of the backfield. But, god damn it, he did it. And on the other side of things, Alex Madison filled in for Delvin Cook and did Delvin Cook things. Kirk Cousins, 
his numbers look good every week. Uh, the, one of my friends asked me, he's like, why doesn't Kirk Cousins get a, get hyped up like one of these top quarterbacks? Like He threw for 340 and two touchdowns. And I'm like, well, you don't watch football. So <laughs> if you did, you would understand that a lot of these are empty calorie stats. But Justin Jefferson uh, benefits from those calories, and he turns them into a lot of fantasy points. Here we are, Oof. 11 for 14 for 182 and a tud. I mean, uh, dynasty wide receiver one? Justin Jefferson? Pretty close. <laughs> Top five, easily. Easily, right? Top three. I mean, he is just incredible. It definitely makes Kirk Cousins look a lot better because his yards after catch is incredible. He has really good separation, too. Uh, similar route running to Devontae Adams. They just always seem to be wide open. And then what they do after the catch is really smooth. Um, Adam Thielen went down early in this game with a high ankle sprain. Uh, that could keep him out the rest of the fantasy uh, year. Yep. Uh, depending on how bad that is, high ankle sprains always worse than a low ankle sprain. Uh, he had just one catch for no gain. And then K.J. Osborne stepping into that number two wide receiver spot with four catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, uh KJ Osborne's going to be the waiver ad. I mean, that those waivers have already gone through. So it, I'm sure you saw him going off. Uh, Thielen might be back for the fantasy championship. But it's, so if you have an IR slot, obviously hold on to him. Um, if not, probably droppable to get an asset. Uh, but other than that, this was just a, a wild game. And I'm happy that Detroit won. Then we will... Circle back to the Thursday night tilt. Uh, just there's just I I couldn't not talk about the Lions off. The yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we had uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints uh, taking on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, and Taysom Hill looked good. He As, hurdled a defender in yeah. the middle of the field. Yep. And then the fourth quarter came and he threw. Three really bad interceptions. He got mallet finger early in the game. <laughs> and is Russell Wilson going to end up the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Oh, baby. The mallet bros. Uh, <laughs> I'd I'd like to see it, but <laughs> uh, Taysom was actually looking kind of decent. Uh, we all know he's not a quarterback, but he can yep. throw the ball. Uh, until he got the mallet finger, he, he was looking decent. And then after the mallet finger, it was kind of every throw was just a little wobbly because pointer finger is very important in throwing yeah. a football. If uh, you didn't know, kind of, you know, that's the last finger to come off the, off the ball. So that's kind of the le- determining factor if you got a nice tight spiral and if it's going to go on target. <laughs> so if you don't have those two things. Yikes, you end up with a stat line like this. Uh, 19 for 41, 264, two touchdowns, four picks. But the reason that we all added Taysom Hill before last week is yep. the 11 carries for 101 yards. Usually punches one in in the red zone, but didn't this game. But, yeah, looked really good as a runner. He had bruises all over his arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had His arms were, like, red. Up yeah. and down, scratches. It looked like Both. a lineman. Yep. 
And that's... I don't think they were ever even in the red zone. <laughs> I don't think they were. And, and I think that's why Taysom didn't have the chance to run one in. And this might have just been a byproduct of them not having uh, Alvin Kamara again. Mark Ingram uh, barely didn't made it much, to yeah. play. Uh, yep, just 10 carries for 28 yards. And then uh, Deontay Harris had the big touchdown. Uh, he finished with four catches, 96 yards, had the touchdown. It was a 40-plus bomb. Or actually, it was like 20-yard. Yeah. Um, a huge catch, catch and run just across the field. Uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey had the other touchdown. Yep. Other than that, everyone else is just kind of there uh, yeah. for the Saints. Then on the other side, uh, Zeke, tough sledding, 13 carries, just 45 yards. Uh, that knee injury doesn't seem to be getting worse, which is good. Uh, he doesn't expect to miss any time. So hopefully by these playoffs, uh, these fantasy playoffs, I should say, he is back to form and is getting the bulk of that work out of the backfield. But uh, Tony Pollard is really fast. Well, unfortunately, Tony Pollard, we found out today, has a torn planner's fascia. Uh, you're, for, for those of you who are unfamiliar, your planner's fascia holds in all the muscles on your feet. It goes from your Achilles tendon and stretches all the way to basically where your toes are, the little ball of your feet under your toes. So it is a long, long piece of tissue tore that uh don't know the extent of the tear but he said that he's might try to play on it so now pollard probably has the more serious of the two injuries between him and zeke so we'll see how the workload who who the workload favors in this next game uh but yeah zeke didn't turn out too crazy good of a day with 13 for 45 and he's been nursing this knee injury for a few weeks there's a report that he might sit out two to three weeks to kind of let it heal. I kind of wish they would have, but uh, the the MRI says that he's not damaging it more. So that's positive. And so we'll, we'll see. That hopefully, like you said, he'll start ramping up for this playoff season. And the people that have kind of been holding on to him were excited for a little while because he was having these huge games back to back mm -hmm. to back. And then he started tailing off, doing that kind of Zeke thing where he's banked up. So hopefully he can ramp back up and get back to doing what he does. And then Dak Prescott through the air, uh, only threw for 238, uh, 26 completions. He had the one touchdown. Michael Gallup, fantastic touchdown catch on that play. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, the beneficiary in the offense. He had one carry for 33 yards, uh, 13 targets. His most on the season uh, since week one. Uh, seven catches, 89 yards. He was just carving up that uh, Saints secondary. Uh, Amari Cooper just came back from COVID. He had only two catches for 41 yards. And then Dalton Schultz, five for five for 43 yards, still involved. So uh, that's something we didn't expect to see. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought Schultz was going to kind of fall off once everybody was back. Uh, Cedric Wilson is out, but that shouldn't really make a difference. Um, Gallup being back is huge. He He's in a great red zone, kind of throw it up to him kind of guy because neither Amari Cooper nor CeeDee Lamb are really the physical go-get-it receiver. 
Uh, Amari Cooper is a little bit sometimes, but he's still more of a finesse route running guy, even though he has the body to be that kind of receiver. But Gallup, yeah, he could be a, a touchdown, like, boomer bust guy. I, I don't expect him being, like, crazy involved in this offense. But, I mean, he got nine targets this game. So if he keeps that up, he could. But I expect Amari to be more and more involved because he had COVID and had symptoms, and he's not vaccinated. So he should be getting more and more conditioned as uh, the season rolls on and these, these fantasy playoffs start kicking off. I would agree. Moving on, we had a route of the Houston Texans. Per usual. I think this is their third zero on the season. Well, they're the uh, first team to be eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Not even the Lions Not are eliminated Lions. yet. They got one and a half wins, and, fuck, and the, the Texans are out of it with, at two and ten. Shows the AFC very uh, the the middle of the AFC is all like seven and six right now. Yeah, but this was mainly because Tyrod Taylor left with a left wrist injury. Uh, looks like he practiced fully yesterday, so he'll probably start Week Thirteen. I would still avoid starting him if you can uh, because this offense just has no playmakers outside of Brandon Cooks. And that's why they score zero points. That's why they can't move the ball because they're bad. Yeah. Then on the other side, a guy that can move the ball all by himself, uh, 32 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns, Jonathan Taylor, who is neck and neck with Cooper Cup fighting for that fantasy overall one spot uh well i guess it depends on how your quarterback's uh point scale is yeah depending on what your touchdown scoring is and all that but most leagues that's what you're looking like uh carson wentz only 16 completions 158 yards just how you like Uh, it just one touchdown uh he threw that bad boy to uh ashton doolin had a second touchdown in as many weeks. Uh, he's mainly a return and special teams guy. Good block. Michael, Michael Pittman Jr., two carries, 33 yards, six catches for it, 77 yards. Uh, everybody else on the Colts was pretty quiet. See, Ashton Doolin is nice because he can block and he's fast. So it's really easy to set up the play-action bomb with him. Uh, it's kind of like Alan Lazard in in the Packers offense. He's not that fast, but he's a really good blocker. And so they just nail that, that RPO action, and then they go play action stretch, boot it back to the other side, and all Alan Lazard is, needs to do is sell the block a little bit, and that's what Ashton Doolin's been doing. So he, he might catch one of these every few weeks. Uh, not that interesting fantasy-wise, but pretty no. – pretty nice fold that indianapolis has in their offense uh jt continues to be a monster i mean 30 plus carries we i I was i was thinking i'm like well if they blow out the texans they'll probably take us take the foot off the gas with jt a little bit you know let uh let naheem hines get some carries and they're like nah we're if jt has any chance of winning mvp we're we're taking it. We're taking. We're giving him the ball because he deserves it. And I mean, whatever you got to do to let Carson Wentz not decide any portion of a football game, 
I support. So shout out to JT, 32 for 143, two touchdowns. Crazy, crazy good game. Uh, Colts defense also played incredible. I mean, this defense is just getting better and better by the week. I know they played Houston this week, but uh, one pick, no points allowed, four sacks, one forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. So, yeah, this, this defense getting healthy, looking great. And it's still a professional football team. Yeah, like, exactly. And if you can shut out a professional football team, that is incredible. Uh, team that we didn't expect to score many points, but uh, was pretty close with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, but still lost. New York Jets took on Gardner Minshew, Woo! who uh, that boy still got it. I Minshew love Minshew Magic, Minshew baby. He was 20 for 25, 242 yards, two touchdowns. I uh, did fumble once, but he's getting it done. Yeah, and he started out 8 for 8 for 120 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> just him and Goddard were in sync the entire game. Massive, massive fantasy day for Goddard. 6 for 6, 105 yards, two tutties. Uh, Jake Elliott, massive day for a kicker. I mean, yeah. four field goals, three extra points. Uh, Miles Sanders, massive day as a running. <laughs> 24 carries, 120 yards on the ground, three catches, 22 yards. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, who, <laughs> this is crazy how yeah. like this Eagles offense looks when they got a quarterback that, you know, makes decisions quick. The only person that I'm upset about is Devontae Smith because yeah. he only got four targets, but all of the receivers combined only got – eight targets so like it it was just a goddard day and i mean they were playing the jets so they toted the rock they they had 36 carries so i mean you can't really blame Minshew because he played a damn near perfect game and so yeah goddard finally after Ertz leaves we've been waiting for a game like this maybe we haven't been waiting for a game like this because I don't think we expected a game like this to happen, but a, a, a game up in this upper tight end one type tier yes. we've been waiting on for Goddard, and here it is, breakout party for him. Uh, apparently, Garden Minshew had never thrown a pass to Dallas Goddard before this game, <laughs> not in practice, just never. Never once threw him a pass, and today they decided to do it for the first time, and they ended up doing it six times for 105. Just easy pitch and catch. I mean, when you got a quarterback that can put the ball on you, it's not that hard to, uh, you know, catch it. Let's go. Justin Jefferson, touchdown, baby. Touchdown. <laughs> oh, man. You love to see that. That's having Deontay Johnson and Justin Jefferson on the same fantasy team. Oh. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor. I'm winning the work league. Anyways, uh, Elijah Moore continues to be incredible. Uh, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown on 12, 12. targets. 12 Zach targets. Wilson, best game of his season by far. Uh, 23 for 38, 226 yards, two touchdowns, uh, one interception, and then he ran one in. Uh, with Michael Carter still out, that backfield's gross. Tevin Coleman, <laughs> 11 carries for 58 yards, three catches, 19 yards. He's going to be the main beneficiary, but... I would avoid it. 
Uh, well, Tevin Coleman's in concussion protocol right now. <laughs> so this could be getting worse. Ty Johnson, play. I'd still avoid it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to point that out. Tevin Coleman in concussion protocol. So if you are absolutely fiending for a running back, <laughs> Ty Johnson could be the move. But they'll probably pick J.J. up just to have some running back depth. <laughs> Just because they played the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> but the only guy you want to roster that's on the Jets is Elijah Moore. I mean, if Zach Wilson is out there, he could have a nice stretch to end the season. So maybe if you're in a super flex league, uh, like a super flex redraft league, and Zach Wilson's kind of sitting out there on waivers, might be worth scooping up. But, I mean, we we will see. We will see with Zach Wilson the rest of the year. He's He's clearly been the worst of the rookie quarterbacks he's missed a lot of time but it usually the later in the season the better the rookie quarterbacks get so yes. just be patient with zach wilson don't declare that he sucks yet um but so far he hasn't looked that great then a team that could really use a rookie quarterback the atlanta falcons just continue to not be able to move the ball with any consistency to get into field goal range even um, Matt Ryan, he, he was 30 for 41 for 297 yards, but no touchdowns. Yeah. And three fumbles. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to help anything. Uh, they're going back to Mike Davis. Uh, he had a long touchdown run. It wasn't long, but it was like... Long for Mike Davis. For Mike Davis, yeah. yeah. So... He turned out 16 fantasy points, his best outing in, jeez, since <laughs> since the Jets in London in week five. Um, but Cordero Patterson is this team's running back. He seems to have shifted from wide receiver to running back uh, after missing that uh, New England game uh, with the concussion. He had 16 carries last week, 13 carries this week for 78 yards, uh, just three catches for 18 yards. Uh, and Russell Gage is now the wide receiver one on this team, yep. who we thought was going to be really big this year, uh, but has not until now. 11 for 12 for 130. Huge Russell yeah. Gage game. Yep. And Russell Gage has... Started this season very slow. He had three games that he missed due to injury, and then the bye. And he's been pretty solid since the bye, outside of the two zeros that he put up. <laughs> so, so if he hasn't uh, scored zero, if he hasn't scored he's zero, he's good. a solid flex play. <laughs> but uh, last three weeks, he's been pretty reliable. He in PPR, he's been been at nine point nine, eighteen point two, and twenty one last week. So. Kind of doing what we expected Calvin Ridley to be doing yep. in terms of fantasy production. Uh, so we'll we'll see see if that keeps up because it it should keep up just in terms of the volume that's available because yes. obviously Kyle Pitts is the the biggest playmaker on this team and he isn't getting the the catches because the whole defense. Is like, God, this guy's really good. We should stop him. And they do. So Russell Gage should be benefiting off of that. 
both of them could really benefit from Calvin Ridley coming back, and we're, we're hoping that soon because football is better with Calvin Ridley on the screen. It is true. Uh, Pitts really struggling since his uh, two breakout games in Week 5 and Week 7 with the bye in between has only eclipsed uh, 60 yards twice in that span and has had no more than four receptions. And most games he's getting... Uh, about seven targets, so that's tough. But like you said, without Ridley to uh, pull defenders away, it's going to be tough sliding for Kyle Pitts the rest of the year. Obviously, in Dynasty, you're holding on to him, but in redraft, you might want to start looking other ways, especially because this team uh, plays Carolina, San Francisco, and Buffalo still. Could definitely be tough for Pitts. Uh, but on the other side of things, it's not tough for Rob Gronkowski. Not at all. Because he just catches touchdowns and Gronk spikes the ball into the earth. Because that's what he's been doing for his entire career. And it's not going to stop even though he's old and lives in Florida with Tom Brady now. He's got he's only played uh, six games. And in half of them, he has two touchdowns. <laughs> it's like... Just... I mean, since he's come back from injury, uh, eight targets, nine targets, eight targets. I mean, he had 123 yards last week on seven catches. Uh, Could have had a bigger day uh, yardage-wise. He was only uh, four for eight this week. But Gronk and Tom is one of the most elite connections still uh, in the NFL today. Yeah, and another connection that's becoming elite, apparently, is Tom Brady and Chris Godwin. Uh, Godwin pulled out an absurd 15 catches on a more absurd 17 targets, both uh, records for the Buccaneers. Uh, Turned out 143 yards, somehow didn't find the end zone once, but still pushed out a cool 30.2 PPR points. Yeah. massive massive day for someone that doesn't catch a touchdown and mike evans even was involved seven for ten for 99 yards this team just throws the entire game and tom must he he must sense that the mvp is still up in the air and he's he's like like, oh this is mine yeah i mean he's leading the league in yardage he's leading the league in passing touchdowns he was 38 for 51 368 yards four touchdowns today uh he did have one interception and with all this passing work uh just boosts leonard fournette because he's still involved very Ah, much in the passing game i mean he's in the last four games uh almost eight targets a game on average seven catches on average for right around 40 yards and in this one, he had a receiving touchdown. He only ran 13 times for 44 yards. But when you're absorbing all of that Tom Brady check down pass catching, that's better than getting the carry. <laughs> a, a, a catch for six yards in PPR yeah. is way better than a six-yard run. Yeah, so, I'd absolutely take 1.6 over 0.6. Yeah. Every time. So, uh, Fournette... Uh, he's up to RB4 in PPR and RB6 in standard this year. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, our Firestarters squads uh, with Leonard Fournette's receiving yards numbers sitting at 36 and a half. Uh, he's eclipsed that in three of his last four games since the bye pretty pretty heavily. Uh, something, something to, to just keep an eye on uh, as we go along. And hopefully uh, they drop a receptions number for him because if, if we could get a, a receptions number around like three and a half, slam that over, four and a half, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. That is the stuff that we are looking for. Yeah. Um, uh, a guy that we thought was going to really hit their over on receiving uh, was Saquon Barkley last mm. week. And unfortunately, only hit 19 yards receiving on six receptions. Yep. See, I, I, was, I was heavy on this because I was, I was sitting here. I'm like, Mike Glennon is playing quarterback for this team. He's going to be checking it down because all their wide receivers are hurt. Like, it's Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, and then Pharaoh Cooper. Pharaoh Cooper. Like, a legend. There's no way that they're not running 100 screen passes to Saquon. And, I mean, he got nine targets and six catches. But, it, obviously, the defense still can sit there and say, oh, well, Saquon's the only playmaker on this team. Like, I, I'm just going to sit and wait. And Jerome Baker can basically just play, like, Saquon spy yeah. and so just chase him down every time he does a flat route and so I mean turned a really pedestrian day into a double digit PPR day for Saquon if the first one didn't go for minus eight <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I mean it, it, you're looking better on that yardage number uh, Glennon was awful and uh, Jake Fromm uh We'll be getting the starting nod for the Giants. So don't expect uh, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, um, Evan Ingram. Take the unders on everybody. Evan Ingram. He's yeah. putting together a string of uh, good targets he as he usually does. He basically leads the team in re- receiving yards every week, which is sad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'd avoid all Giants for the rest of the year, if possible. But on the other side, Jalen Waddell is – just yeah, stonks don't, going up. He's don't getting avoid all the targets. Waddle. All the targets. 11 for 9. Uh, him being the possession receiver is not bad at all for Tua. No. And it is making Tua's numbers look much better week in and week out. Uh, he was 30 for 41, 244 yards. He's still under that uh, 10 yards per completion. Yep. But two touchdowns, no turnovers. Like that. Game managing. That's what you want to see out of Tua. Yeah, check down Tua. Uh, Gaskin, 15 carries, 44 yards, just two catches for five yards. Uh, he was not involved like he was the week before. And Mac Hollins had a sweet touchdown catch. Gaskin's good every other week. Yep. He accidentally had two good games in a row. So he'll probably have another bad game next week. Just oh. trying to play in the law of averages. Well, they're on bye. Oh, all right. So, so here we go. This is where it evens you out. You know, yep. he gets a zero this week. Next week, he'll be good again. Okay. Yeah, they play the happen. Jets. There we go. Uh, worst run defense in the league, number 32 uh, per DVOA. But, yeah, Jalen Waddell is Jarvis Landry with burst. 
Yes. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> he's going to just eat all of those targets, get a ton of receptions, run hitches, run drags, run bubbles, run screens, and then maybe break one. And that's all you can ask for. And so he's going to be getting like 10 yards per reception. That's what you're looking at basically every game. He's hovering right around that. And then if, if he can break one of those catches, he'll have a massive day. If not, he's going to be sitting right around 15 PPR points. Yep. And so that is extremely reliable. And this brings me to the question I want to ask you. Which rookie wide receiver would you want on your roster right now if you did a redraft? I would still want Devontae Smith just because he's got the most talent. And you've seen it a lot. And once that team figures out more ways to get him the ball, he's definitely got, like, the most upside. But uh, Waddle was the guy that I was targeting at my position going into this draft. Uh, I ended up trading up to get Pitts. Uh, otherwise, I was right slotted in to draft Waddle. I was perfectly fine drafting Waddle. Uh, he would have been the third wide receiver off the board, and I thought that was, like, prime at the spot yeah, that he f- yeah. uh, that I would have been getting him at. And if he, like I said, Will Fuller may never play again. <laughs> so I mean, he only signed a one-year deal with the Dolphins. So it's it's possible he's just actually not on this team next year. And Devontae Parker did come back in this game. He was 5 for 5 for 62 yards. And, and you know, Tua, he's going to just go to what's safest. And yeah. they're scheming it up for Waddle to be that safe play. Uh, he's sure-handed. He's good after the catch. And I'm really big on the consistency. And if... If you're getting, like, like that's why Deontay Johnson is one of my favorite players. Just because you know what you're getting week in and week out. And Waddle could be that for Tua. Yeah, I mean, the high floor. What, what I look to do with my rosters is fill it with guys that have high floors. And that's usually the good route running guys that are the go-to kind of check down guys. Yes. And... Then you you sprinkle in the ceiling guys, mm-hmm. and that's usually going to be your running backs that have PPR upside. And so, what you're looking for with receivers are guys like Deontay Johnson, guys like Keenan Allen, guys like C.D. Lamb. I mean, these, these obviously all very expensive. Yes. <laughs> but if you're doing a startup uh, going into next season, look look into these guys. I mean. Uh, Go, go high floor when you're drafting. That's why Garrett Wilson is so intriguing in this 2022 draft. It's why people are arguing him versus Traylon. And, like, Drake London, again, is another one of those, like, go up and get it, guys. But if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't score a touchdown, a lot of his days are pretty pedestrian. And Keenan Allen never scores touchdowns, and he's always up in that top 15 wide receiver. So, yep. What you're looking for is these high, high floor guys that are just going to consistently get you like that 15 PPR points that you can just count on week in and week out. And then if they start getting those touchdowns coming in, that's when it starts to get big and you start to get those big weeks. But it, you you like those those Julio Jones prospects where it's like, oh, the physical ability yeah. is really enticing. But then you look at the guys that are coming in 
And the ones that are succeeding more often than not are the guys that can dice you up. They're the best wide receivers in the league right now, like Devontae Adams, Keaton Allen, Justin Jefferson that just yep. came in last year, are the technicians that are open all the time. And, I mean, Jamar Chase is an exception to that where he just came in and he had this nuclear start to mm-hmm. this season. But you, you see it kind of tail off once defense start levying towards you and it's like they – take away that one deep shot a game it starts to get a little little sketchy yeah and speaking of jamar chase he had one of the strangest plays against the chargers where he kind of he he should have been credited with the interception yeah Um, i i would love to see a wide receiver interception credit (laughs) a little asterisk on the interception but yeah he uh, assisted in digging the Bengals into a huge hole against the Chargers early on. Uh, they end up losing 41-22. to 22. Uh, Burrow, not the best day. Uh, ran one in, so his fantasy day looked all right. Uh, he threw for 300 yards, but uh, two picks and a fumble. Tough sledding there. Uh, they had to go to the pass early, so Mixon didn't get much uh, production on the ground against the, I they think. are twenty fifth in DVOA right now. Really? Yep. They're they're improving. Huh. It's probably off of this game. It was this game, <laughs> and I think last game they did okay. Okay. But I'd still be targeting running backs against the Chargers defense. Oh yeah. So hey. Oh yeah. Uh, check out those props. I don't know who they play, but it's <laughs> um, gonna be one to look for. You, uh, ch- check that out real quick, and I'll uh, right. I, I, I got some things to say. So so All Joe right. Mixon goes down with the ankle injury in this game. Uh, P Ryan didn't do much in wake of that. Uh, so keep an eye on Joe Mixon's status. So if he does not play next week, which I'm assuming he will, uh, P Ryan could be interesting. But T Higgins' ascension is upon us. He, last two weeks, he had 28 this week, 23 last week. He's had double digits in every week since week seven outside of one. So he's had double digits every week outside of week six and week 11. So T. Higgins has been quietly extremely consistent, but the ceiling plays haven't been there since Jamar Chase has been getting all of the deep shots and all the touchdowns. T. Higgins is now getting more involved in that the last two weeks where he had 23 last week and 28.8 this week. Caught a nice, nice contested catch in the middle of the end zone. Also caught just a couple really good deep passes. I mean, he's just getting more and more involved in the moderate to deep game. And then, yeah, the Chargers were better in this game. Just kind of up and down but t higgins has looked great in these last couple weeks Uh, the giants play the chargers so oh baby (laughs) saquon could be in for a busy day i would still probably go with whatever the receiving prop is over the rushing prop uh, just because odds are they will be down by by a lot early and uh, they will go away from the run and go to the checkdowns. 
It's going to be gross. It's He's not going to hit either of those because <laughs> they're just going to stack the box. They have no reason not to. Derwin's going to be playing middle linebacker in this game. <laughs> but back to the Chargers. Uh, Ken Allen testing positive for COVID-19. Mike Williams landing in the uh, protocol being a close contact to Keenan Allen. So he could be cleared if he can produce the two negative tests in 24 hours. Uh, he could be cleared by Saturday. So he would, he is the wide receiver one in that case. And then you're probably looking at Jalen Guyton and uh, hopefully Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer, baby. A, uh, podcast favorite to get some action uh, in the wake of Keenan Allen being out. I hope so, but... In, in this game, Keenan Allen had a tight end stat line of five catches on eight targets for 34 yards and two touchdowns. This is the Tyler Conklin classic right here. <laughs> Dawson Knox. Yeah, exactly. Thanksgiving. Uh, but Mike Williams uh, took the top off the defense once. Well, didn't take it all the way off. You know, he loosened up the top of the defense. Jalen Guyton took the top off. Jalen Guyton, see – Justin Herbert's ridiculous. He rolled out right, and he oh. he saw it. So, so Guyton was running a crosser route from the right side of the field to the left side of the field into the end zone. Herbo rolls out right and sees Guyton's got his guy beat. But as a quarterback, you know I don't make that throw. This is not a throw <laughs> that exists, all right? Because you're not, you're not dropping it over Guyton's shoulder. That's like a – a 70-yard throw through the air because it's also got to go across 55 and a half yards of the field in addition to, like, the 40 yards north and south. So so he's chucking that ball far, and he he did it anyway. Guyton went out and made a nice catch, but that was a a great throw. And so, yeah, Guyton's still going to be their deep shot guy. Uh, hope hope we see some good number five out there next week if uh, Keenan doesn't go. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Josh Palmer, a pod favorite. Love um, him. Tennessee, my guy. A guy that uh, we do not like on this pod but continues to prove us wrong day in and day out is James Conner. Continues to tote for the Arizona Cardinals with uh, – Chase Edmonds out. Uh, another 19. Uh, he uh, continues his streak of touchdowns. This is his ninth in the last five games. James wait, Conner. Wait. <laughs> James Conner. Ninth touchdown in the last five games. He was uh, 75 yards, 20 carries, had two catches for 36 yards, and the touchdown. This game was disgusting. Andy Dalton was really bad for the Bears. Uh, like, the game was actually disgusting. This It was it awful was conditions. Kyler only threw wet. the ball 15 times. Um, yeah, it was wet and muddy and dirty. It was at Soldier Field. It was like, ooh, this is, this is, a, this is the kind of bear, like the game the Bears need to win. And Andy Dalton's like, nah, we're good. Y'all can have the ball. It's not that important. You know, Buda Baker had a pick, brought it back 77 yards. <laughs> yeah. Didn't score. Buda Baker can't get a pick six. It's against nope. the rules. It's in the NFL rule book written down 
needs to get caught from behind if he gets an interception. Um, but the the conditions benefited David Montgomery. Yeah. Who Huge had day. 21 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Andy Dalton with the yips started checking it down. Eight receptions on nine targets for 51 yards. Turned out 28.1 PPR points. Huge, huge day. Uh, if anybody thought Khalil Herbert would still have part of this job once Montgomery got going, you were wrong. Uh, and then <laughs> Jakeem Grant was the, <laughs> the the number one receiver this week, I guess. Uh, five for seven for 62 yards and a touchdown. Mooney only got 27 yards on five catches. So Andy Dalton, not good. Luckily, we get to see Justin Fields on Sunday. I'm excited to see him in person. I'm going to be there, and it's going to be hopefully not a good day for him. But if it is, I'll, I'll be happy to see him See him kind of go out there and do his thing. Yeah, he hasn't really had his rookie breakout game. He has shown flashes. Uh, he has played well in a couple of his starts, but he hasn't had the full put everything together. And, I mean, the only quarterback rookie quarterback that really has so far is mac jones um, <laughs> we'll not talk qu- about him not later. quite in this game yet but uh trevor lawrence continues to just be bad i mean 16 completions for 145 yards against the rams i just at one point uh, uh james robinson fumbled and then he kind of got benched uh Carlos Hyde came in, got a lot of work. He ended up scoring their touchdown. And uh, after the game, Trevor Lawrence is like, uh, we need James Robinson on the field. He's the best player on this team. Yeah. <laughs> so Urban's track record continues to sink into the shithole. And hopefully he is gone after this year because it's inexcusable for Laquan Treadwell uh, to be your leading receiver in any game. It's 2021, guys. Laquan Wed- Laquan Wedwell. <laughs> Laquan Treadwell <laughs> had five targets, which paced the team, tied with LaVisca Chenault. Uh, he's the only person to break double-digit PPR points with 10.2. Don't add Laquan Treadwell to your fantasy team. No. Do not. Don't do that. Uh, don't. I mean, I don't know. Jay Robinson is hurt. He has an ankle and a heel injury, and that's why Urban said that he's like, oh, it's it's not really because he fumbled. We're just trying to manage, you know, what's going on with him. And I mean, they were losing by a lot, but James Robinson's usually in those games, so I I don't really I don't know. I don't take much stock into what Urban Meyer says. I'd rather look at what he does and uh, what he does is nothing make what, poor yeah, decisions what he does is nothing and positive suck. and i i feel really bad for trevor lawrence because again made some really good throws in this game and it just doesn't mean anything because he's throwing it to a bunch of dog shit receivers this team's really bad as far as players on the team everyone's it, really bad if you took the over on Dalvin's rushing, I'm pretty sure you just hit it. <laughs> well, I didn't. Uh, but I love to see the cook uh, working in the kitchen. My God, he has seven carries for 117 and a ton. 
Uh, I think thought, he's fine. Yeah. He just went with my shoulder will be fine because I'm not going to get hit the entire game. <laughs> and uh, I'll take it. It is working. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to make one cut and then I'm going to get 40 yards every carry. So <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. It's not going to hurt my shoulder. But uh, back to Jacksonville and the Rams. It was the complete get-right game for the Rams, as I predicted. Uh, Stafford, 295 through there, three touchdowns. Uh, Sony Michelle, massive day on the ground. Dale Henderson uh, basically was on emergency duty for this one. Uh, 24 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown from Michelle. Basically, the handcuff to Henderson. If Henderson doesn't go, he will get all the work. Uh, Cooper Cup. Eight catches, 129 yards, touchdown. Uh, they had an interview of him, like, explaining his touchdown, and it was incredible Yeah, just how they diagnosed it. Yep. Something He's like, well, I, I love well, hearing stuff like that. If they go with the fire zone blitz, you know, I, I just knew that I had to take the route up the up there, and then then I just had to beat one guy to the end zone. It was, it was pretty much gravy. <laughs> I love his beard. <laughs> He's just... Oh, Cooper Cup, my guy. Van Jefferson continues to find the end zone. Uh, this is his second game. Eight targets, six catches for 41 yards. He had a touchdown. Odell found the touchdown. A touchdown. The end zone again. Just two catches for 28 yards, but that touchdown makes him pretty relevant. Tyler Higby, five catches, 48 yards. Everybody. Everybody. Matt Gay even had a really good game as a kicker. So yeah. if you had a Ram... You were in business this week. Yeah, made somebody trade for him in our league, Matt Gay. <laughs> uh, wrong. But, yeah, I mean, somebody I didn't mention with the high receptions floor that I just feel like I completely disrespected, the wide receiver one in fantasy football, Cooper Cup. Uh, uh, again, eight catches, 129 yards, like you said. But Van Jefferson is the interesting guy on this team. Because he, he kind of reminds me of Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the Packers where it's like, oh, if he, he gets that one bomb, it's a nice game. Yeah. If he doesn't, uh, then it's it's looking like 2.4, <laughs> 2.6, yep. 4.9. But the games he does, it's it can be a, a good game. And Odell, they gave him the courtesy touchdown because, you know, they, they went out and traded for him. And they're like, oh, shoot, we got to throw him the, the fade with – we're running out of time in this game, and but yeah, that Odell with the ten point eight, Sony still can be a workhorse mm-hmm. if he needs to be, and that that he showed that this week. Well, well, he just never was. The Patriots never let him workhorse, and I think he could have been, but the Patriots do their let's use seven running backs uh, every single game thing, so good to see him get it some is. work because well he a has team like bad the, knees that's the problem so does nick chubb so does uh todd Zeke. Gurley. Todd, well, oh god <laughs> shout out to georgia's running backs yeah but sony a team like the jets i mean now they got michael carter we can't we, we can't well say the michael jets. carter isn't a, exactly built like a, a team like the texans you know, true, true. could use a Sony Michelle. Granted, they can't block anybody. Um, <laughs> uh, a super boring game that just 
the Washington football team continues to squeak out wins and go on just massive drives. They play really boring games now. Their um, defense is really a lot better. Chase Young Ewing theory. Yeah, there you I go. mean, so the th- what they were doing early this season, they were playing a 5-3 front, which doesn't happen in the NFL anymore. Most teams are running three fours or four threes. Yeah. And so they were running five down because they have five really good D linemen. You got Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen. I mean, yeah. And what are you going to do? Whoever their fifth guy is. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, that... like, uh... <laughs> but uh, while, while Joe brings that out, we got five D linemen. And they were running three linebackers, and so that doesn't leave very many D-backs out there. And that's why they were the worst pass defense in the NFL to start the season. Chase Young goes out, and then that leaves him no choice but to go back to a 4-3, which is what a lot of teams run in the NFL. And so here we are, and they've been playing a lot better on defense. Uh, A lot more modern NFL defense. And you're kind of seeing it here with the 17 to 15 rock fight that they won over the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is the big story in this game. I mean, him, I guess the running back battle in general. But yeah. Josh Jacobs will have all of the passing work. Yes. With Kenyon Drake going down with a broken leg, he will miss the rest of the season. Uh, Jalen Richard might get kind of involved, but. I hope not. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a really good pass catcher, always has been, and he just never has gotten the chance to do that. It was Devontae Booker before. Yep. It's been Jalen Richard. It's been Kenyon Drake all this year. So we'll, we'll see if he holds on to that receiving work. And then on the other side, Antonio Gibson is also getting receiving work because J.D. McKissick is out, <laughs> and both of them were above 22 fantasy points. Yes. Two guys, very similar, uh, in my opinion. And when they have the workload, this is what you're looking at. I mean, even if you took the touchdown away from both of them, really good games for both of them. So adding that receiving work is what turns the running back from a good running back to an elite running back from a fantasy perspective. And this is something we we were really hoping for this to happen with Antonio Gibson all year, hoping that he turned into uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, but he's been struggling with that shin injury a lot of time uh, during this year, so they haven't been able to give him as much work, I think, as they would have wanted to. But Washington's got to lean on him to win these types of games. And if J.D. McKissick keeps missing games, and they give you a nice little juicy receiving prop for receptions... I'm taking the over on that. I'm just saying because he, it, they they liked Heineke likes to throw it to his running back. Yeah, uh, Antonio Gibson had five receptions in this game. Wendell Smallwood had two receptions in this game. I mean, it's it's looking like Antonio Gibson's gonna be the guy through the air. He had seven receptions last week and five, like I said, this week. So if. Uh, they give you a, a, a receiving prop under five and a half. Like if it's four and a half, you got to nail that over. Yeah, he hit his uh, receiving yardage last week, so 
always a thing I like to look for. Uh, Logan Thomas goes down. Uh, torn MCL plus sprained. Torn ACL plus sprained MCL. Uh, so you're looking at our guy, RSJ, who will hopefully be filling in coming back off of the hip injury. Other than that, John Bates will be the tight end for the football team. A guy that I th still think can slot right into that production of that role. Um, he was the one that filled in this game. He finished with three catches for 42 yards after Logan Thomas went out with three catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Yep. Then on the other side, Foster Moreau filling in for Waller. Had just one catch for 40 th or 34 yards. Uh, not what you wanted to see. Do you want to know why that is, Joe? Why is that? Because Hunter Renfro took all of Darren Waller's work. Uh, nine catches on 10 targets for 102 yards. So uh, anything over the middle while Darren Waller's out is going to be Hunter Renfro because Foster Moreau, though we like him and we think that he can yep. do that kind of thing, Hunter Renfro's just really good, <laughs> and he's proven it game in and game out. Seven catches in uh, five of his last six games. I mean, he's been in double digits every game except for two this year. Just just quietly. Uh, the wide receiver 20 on the year. Very uh, quietly. If, if, that, if that touchdown uh, equity would, would grow, you know, that would be... Like business will be booming for Renfro, a guy that is only 25 and in his second year in the league, uh, but he looks like he's 32. Yeah. So. It was not that long ago Deshaun Watson was throwing him touchdowns at Clemson. So, yeah, a guy to, you know, you might want to take a look at those Renfro props because uh, they play the Chiefs next week. Oh, he's uh, going to eat. <laughs> they're they going to no need to try to score. linebackers that can cover anybody. So he's going to be open over the middle of the field a lot. Then our, uh, what was it, it marquee game for Sunday was the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this was a very frustrating game. Really just another rock fight game. Um ended with the Ravens going for two. Uh, they score a touchdown with 12 seconds to go. Go for two. Uh, Mark Ingram or Mark Andrews just kind of stops running his route. Lamar yeah. throws him. It was a perfect play. It was all set up. Um, but that's... I think you got to do that on the road in this rivalry you got to try to steal it. I don't think you can go to overtime. Yeah, that's it's a tough one. It's like you know for a fact you make the extra point, you go to overtime. I mean, and then it's a coin flip between you have been playing like shit all game. So like, do you trust your offense to go all the way down the field again or do you just try to close it out and I mean, I don't think they made the wrong decision going for two. I I don't love the play because, I mean, Lamar has always been better throwing between the numbers in yep. his career rather than outside. I mean, it wasn't a bad pass, 
Mark Andrews ran the route a little too far upfield, and yeah, it was just it wasn't a well executed play by any means, and so they end up taking the one point loss. Is a, a very the uh, very ugly game as every Steelers game. game is. Yeah, especially the one that's going on right now. I mean, yeah, Vikings are dog walking the Steelers right now. They're up sixteen to zero. Uh, but Devontae Freeman continues to have all the work in that Ravens backfield, which is pretty valuable, especially if he finds the end zone. Uh, he's actually getting involved in the pass game, which is not common for a Ravens running back. Yeah. He has five catches on eight targets for 45 yards, so that's huge for PPR, and then he adds on the touchdown. So big, big, big day for Devontae Freeman, especially since you're not expecting a ton out of that spot probably. Um, but I mean, outside of that, there's not a lot of receiving upside on this Ravens team really at all outside of like Mark Andrews has that upside, but didn't show it in this game. And Marquise Brown was blowing the top off of defenses in the first seven weeks and they just can't get Lamar the time. Alejandro Villanueva was getting just annihilated by uh, T.J. Watt this entire game. Yep. Watt was just a menace, and Lamar will stand back there and then try to squeak out at the last second, and it's just just hasn't been working lately. He's the most sacked quarterback in the league. Uh, he, he tries. He's got a little Carson Wentz in him, uh, except he doesn't try to throw the ball when he's getting tackled. He just he just continues to try to run, so, yeah. so he doesn't turn it over as much, but he has still uh, not looked very sharp at quarterback. And that's going to be the problem for the Ravens. That's true. Uh, and the other side of things, Ben Roethlisberger also did not look very sharp. Ended up completing a solid enough 21 for 31 for 236 and two touchdowns. Uh, a lot of those went to a podcast favorite, Deontay Johnson. Who should catches. have had an even bigger day. He had eight catches on 11 targets for 105 yards and two touchdowns. This is what we're talking about with these high floor players, where if he gets his normal eight catches on 11 receptions for 105 yards, you're looking at 18.5 PPR points. But he adds on those two touchdowns. Tack on 12, you got a cool 30.5. Easily. It's as easy as that. Deontay is now the wide receiver 7 uh, in PPR, 10 in standard. If he doesn't miss that uh, week 3 game against Cincy, he's probably 4 or 5 as wide receivers because that's just another 15 points or more at that spot. Uh, he's looking pretty rough right now, just 2 catches for 21 yards, but don't worry. He'll have the one drive where Big Ben hits him seven times for 70 yep. yards. Yep. It's 16 to 0, so you know a lot of garbage time's coming. And so you'll you'll get some Deontay action. By the time this podcast is up, he's gonna have eight catches for hundred yards. You can you can bookmark it right here. And then Fryermuth finds the end zone. Again, it is his fifth touchdown in as many or he caught a two-point conversion. Excuse me. Uh, which kind of saves He still found day. the end zone. Yeah, he did. 
ten. One way Before or that, he had five touchdowns in as many games. So he's always he's gonna be. They love going smooth <laughs> when he's out there. So uh, he'll continue to be involved. And lastly, we got the news that this is probably Big Ben's last year. So who is going to be quarterbacking the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? Because whoever it is, it's going to be an upgrade. And why should it be Gardner Minshew? Because oh, it'd be so much fun. God, oh, I love man. Minshew so much. I I hope that happens. Him and Mike Tomlin would be so weird together. Because <laughs> Minshew's this so outgoing, just head head banging to the music you know he's he's got the hair he's got the stash and mike tomlin just is stone-faced the whole time i i was listening to dalvin with his second touchdown of the day just just punched it in but uh yeah mike tomlin said in a in an interview he's like why would i go down to college yeah. And I heard I was heard on a podcast they're talking about it. they're like, "Well, could you imagine Mike Tomlin like not getting a recruit cuz I can't." Like it, if you walked into your house, he's not leaving unless your kid commits <laughs> to USC. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's I getting just, he's getting him. I love Mike Tomlin. So, love hopefully him. hopefully they love get him. a fun quarterback. It would be, you know, my what I actually hope is they get Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Oh, that just it just feels like a match made in heaven right there. She, I don't know, man. I th- the, see. I don't think they can go with a rookie. That team they is can't. Still, they, they have can't. everything. The real dream is Rogers if he leaves. If Rogers yeah. leaves, yeah. That I, is if if they end up going the the rookie route. I hope it's Kenny Pickett, but. If if they don't, there's there's a lot of guys that are up in the air right now with their contract situations or just kind of been there too long situations and guys like Rodgers and Russell Wilson and then you got the kind of savvy veterans that are sitting out there waiting to get their shot again like Gardner Minshew. So I I'd love to see some some action out of the Steelers next year. Get somebody with a live arm in the building. Just some extreme quarterback play. I guess I guess Big Ben was like, my elbow doesn't hurt anymore. It's my shoulder because I'm throwing the ball so much. <laughs> Other game in the 4 o'clock slate was San Francisco losing to Seattle. They had a chance. They were down there in the red zone to try to tie it, force overtime. But they could not. Eliza Mitchell, really good still. 22 carries, 66 yards, got the touchdown. Uh, just three catches for 18 yards. But George Kittle, nuclear. Yeah. A, a 40 burger. Nine catches on 12 targets for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Massive. Was the Debo Samuel of the game with him out. Um, all the other wide receivers, very uh, irrelevant, I should say, in the game. And, uh, yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a pretty bad game, just kind of in general. Uh, George Kittle was the bright spot. 
had his biggest game of the season by far. He was the number one overall player in fantasy this week. Uh, outside of him, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, like you said. Jamie Garoppolo is a low-end starter in fantasy through these playoffs because they play a bunch of really bad teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Atlanta, yeah. Tennessee, yep. and Houston. Yes. So Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston in the playoffs. So if you need a starting quarterback, if you're streaming quarterbacks, Jimmy G might be the move. Uh, but on the other side of things, Russell Wilson started hooking up with Tyler Lockett. <coughs> yeah. 30 completions on 37 passes. Best mark Russell has had since coming back from the uh, the finger injury. Uh, did have an interception. Did have a fumble. But like you said, found Tyler Lockett for a touchdown. Lockett had seven catches for 68 yards plus the touchdown. Uh, they ran a fake punt. Travis yep. Homer went 70 yards uh, for a touchdown. So that was, like, wild. That's how this game started. And then, uh, yeah, he also hooked up with Dwayne Eskridge uh, for a touchdown. So I'm wondering, in, like, in a regular, like, PPR league, does that count as a special teams touchdown, or does that count as a rushing touchdown for Travis Homer? Like, would Seattle's defense special team get that touchdown? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Oh, I was going to say, because that would be kind of rough for anybody that went and started Travis Homer, hoping that he'd take over this backfield. I mean, they had a safety still (laughs) well i'm just saying because like i i feel like if they do a fake field goal and like the kicker throws a touchdown i feel like the kicker wouldn't get a touchdown would he yeah it's still a touchdown yeah i mean it's not a returned touchdown you know or it's not a defensive touchdown i uh, yeah but like if a punt returner scores a touchdown like if brandon Ayuk ran back a touchdown it'd count for the defense or, or I the, guess. The, the I guess. Fake, the fake is either a pass or a rush. Yeah, that's fair. That's, okay. That's that makes sense. Anyway, sorry. That was a, a, a small, you know, just, want, just wanted to see if uh, our guys were getting our, their credit. Here's a good stat line. Gerald Everett, six catches, or four catches for seven yards. He had maybe the worst game of all time. <laughs> Two fumbles in he the had, red zone. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he also through an interception he had another one of those asterisk interceptions where hit him in the hands and then he tipped it up to a, a 49ers defender to get an interception so uh, there should be a little little star next to the the interception next to russell wilson's name so he was basically a 21 point swing by himself what a guy and they still won yeah Gerald everett playing sleeper agent for the 49ers and they still still ended up losing or winning yeah, yeah. Uh, the Sunday night game. Uh, Can't see Ch- Denver. Chiefs defense. Yeah, maybe. That's there you go. Yeah, uh, that's they're good. about it. And uh, the only other thing was Javante Williams got that backfield, and boy did Thank he you. have that backfield. Twenty-three carries, one hundred two yards, six catches, seventy-six yards, and a touchdown. They could have been doing this all year. 
It is the combination of all his production every game and Melvin Jordan's production every game all into one player. Who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, let's let's look at a stat line in uh, week three. At, uh, or in week, week one. 14 carries for 45 yards. <laughs> Double that and you get this game. <laughs> or you get 23 carries for 102 yards. And then the receiving work is what, like, this is this is not something you saw at North Carolina because Michael Carter was there, yes. who's an incredible receiving back. But Javante Williams ain't no slouch. <laughs> he's, he's getting it done through the air. He's making guys miss. He has one of the highest force tackle rate in the NFL. Yep. Him and, like, Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry, like, he is in good company. And he kept it up in this game. He showed burst, he showed vision, and obviously, like I said, showed breaking tackles. He just makes people miss. So, Javante, if he can hold this backfield and go into next year with this backfield, he's going to have massive PPR upside. Especially if this Chargers defense is that bad still. Yeah, playing them twice a year. And then Kansas City never really has a good run defense either. So, if he can carve that... I mean, look what he year. just did. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. A huge game for Javante. Everybody uh, else. Boring. If Okay, so if Javante has sole let, – let, let me look at Melvin Gordon's contract real quick. See if see if it's up after – oh, baby. Okay, so <laughs> Melvin Gordon is a, is a free agent after this year. If Javante Williams – takes full control of this backfield how high are you taking him in redraft because he's he's a, he's he's a first round pick he's got to be if melvin gordon in leaves redraft? in redraft i'm dead serious look at look I at hold on look look uh, at his stat line this is a this is one game i know <laughs> i but can't just look at one game we've been okay we've been talking about it all season if javante gets the workload he'll be this and now he got the workload and he got it, this is where he is and if if he has this bell cow role all season next year and he plays bad defenses four times a year and then if the Raiders look like they're trending in the wrong direction they suck too and Javante gets to play six times against awful run defenses like I'm I'll take him nine like (laughs) why not he's got more upside like I I'm I'd be less worried about him than Saquon I'd be less worried about him than like Christian McCaffrey I don't know like I, I'm not. I wouldn't take That's him fair. over C Mac, but I'm just saying. Like, it's it's really enticing. I gotta see how the rest of the season goes. We got. I gotta see this. Come breakdown. on, we're we're throwing out takes here. All right, we got a podcast. Dalvin Cook has 14 carries for 153 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. He has 27.3 fantasy points in the first half. He might go for 40. Woo. That is ridiculous. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we. Uh, knock on wood, but uh, our our props might hit. Shh, 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 shh. Dude, 
chill, chill. Don't, don't jinx it. Oh, that's why I knocked on wood, right? Uh, the Monday night game sucked, too. Yep. Mac Jones uh, threw three one times. One of the strangest games of all time. They played in a tornado. <laughs> in a ice a bomb, tornado. A bomb wind cyclone. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. This is a, a, a blizzard hurricane. There you go. A blurricane. <laughs> a blurricane. <laughs> yeah, so Damian Harris popped off a big run. Uh, Ramondre had a really impressive 78 yards on 24 carries because they knew they were running every play. Uh, and Buffalo didn't really do anything. I mean, they, the, it's really windy. <laughs> it was just it, really bad. Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. It came down to the fact that Buffalo can't run the ball. Yeah, which we've been talking about all year, that this backfield is awful. and None of their running backs had more than... 40 yards. None of them had more than 10 carries. I mean, yeah, it was just kind of disgusting. They Josh threw, Allen's their best runner. They threw it 30 times. Yeah. And what was probably the worst conditions for, t- for a game in like three years. This is the first time I've seen, like, Josh Allen, usually when he's throwing the ball, looks like effortless. But this is the first time I saw Josh Allen like putting some oomph on some passes because he had to cut through that wind. I mean, he did. A lot of the passes were lasers that he was throwing, but there's just there was no deep ball opportunity. One of the two passes Mac Jones completed was awfully overthrown, and Janu went up and made a great play on it. I mean, yeah, this was a this was a a tough game to watch. It wasn't very fun. Uh, Patriots defense is really good. Uh, Nick Folk is really good. He was knocking him down through the <laughs> tornado, blizzard, hurricane. The fact he hit one for over forty, yeah, just is it was baffling. it was it was forty one, but it it was still like really impressive. It was like oh, shoot, okay. <laughs> it was, you know, one of the one of the flags fell off of the upright because <laughs> it was so windy. The other one was like flipping back and forth, changing directions. So. I don't know how you make a field goal in that. But and that's all the games. If the Patriots are back to being <laughs> the one seed in the AFC. Yeah. One seed overall. Took took one year off. So suffered annoying. suffered that seven and nine <laughs> and are the the, the yeah. dynasty lives on. Bill Belichick was in there saying, Well, um, you know, uh, I don't really want to want to keep losing. I just saw Tom Brady uh, win a win a championship. Uh, he's hoisting that Lombardi Trophy. Really uh, made me upset. Uh, you know uh, that Cam Newton wasn't really getting it done for us. So we put uh, Tom Brady in a cloning chamber, and uh, now now Mac Jones is our quarterback. We'll do what it takes to win. There you have it. There I mean, that's he is the perfect. Patriot quarterback. He he resembles early Tom, just th- the body shape, everything, just the demeanor. We're on to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Pat's gonna buy next week, and then they move on to Indianapolis. So, uh, this is. Yeah, gross game, but 
New England getting it done with no Tom. And there you have it. That was the late, but still here kind of before week 14 started week 13 recap. Yeah, I mean, this isn't much of a game that's going on. This you know, it's is just 23 nothing. Dalvin has 14 carries for 150 yards. You know. Yeah, we'll just do a little, uh, we'll, we'll talk talk some prop bets for you now. Just, uh, what, what, are, what are we feeling, Joe? What do we like? Let me dive in. Yeah, let's right let's quick. take a look at this right now. And so, uh, I I nailed down a Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Deontay Johnson prop. That's that's going in this game. Justin Jefferson over half a touchdown, half a receiving touchdown, which hit already. Kirk Cousins over twenty two and a half completions. Uh, he's got five so far, and ten. It, he's got ten. Oh, good. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, wait. You're not loaded up. Uh, good. Cousins right now is 10 for uh, 21, I think. I like uh, that. He's got the 10 completions. Uh, Steelers got to make this a game uh, for that to hit. Uh, Deontay Johnson has three catches. Uh, his prop was 6.5 receptions, which was criminal. That is easy yeah. money. Easy money, baby. Um, so hopefully Steelers can get going in the second half, make this game a little more competitive to force Kirk to continue throwing the ball. Uh, there's just, there's just, if this game was close, there's just so many good props. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, a lot of these that are in the fire starter squad right now are looking like they're on pace. Uh, we're, we got two five leggers. Uh, that include a lot of overs for receiving yards and not a lot of stealers. So Deontay Johnson with receiving yards and receptions uh, in garbage time is probably when it would hit. And then all of the Vikings, we'll see if they keep dominating this game because a a lot of people were thinking Conklin or Osborne is going to kind of step in and take over that wide receiver two roll and, and absorb those yards. Uh, Osborne has 21 so far. His uh, over-under was at 41.5, and, and then Conklin was at 39.5, and, and he has one catch for 19 yards. So we'll, we'll see if those end up coming to, to fruition, but, we'll, you know, a lot of game left. Yeah, hopefully the Steelers can get her going, you know. Start hooking up with Deontay. Get him to that 80-yard mark that we need. Those seven catches. And we can start winning some money. But did, did Donovan Mitchell not hit 25? Donovan Mitchell did not hit 25. Oh, no. I am a, a sad camper. <laughs> yeah, 22. Oh, that's tough. 17 in the first half. You yeah, hate to see it. That's That sucks. But... We'll play again tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the way it goes. We're going to make money. That's what we're going to do. Then spend it on the NFL. Especially, we hope, in this NFL. If this NFL knocks down. Yeah, yeah. If these, uh, if these NFL props hit, I'm be feeling pretty good. But let's take a look at some of these games coming up. See if we can uh, pick anything out. One of my favorite guys to always look at is Cordero Patterson. Oh yeah, 
I mean, 56 and a half rushing yards. Uh, they're playing Carolina, but that is kind of juicy. I mean, he's, he's Last had, time I played Carolina. He had nine rushes for 35 yards. But in his last three games, he's had over a six yards per carry. In, yeah, in, and in, in that Carolina game, he had four yards per carry. So if you extend that to the extra, like, five carries that he's going to get, you get 20 more yards. And then you're looking at 55. Uh, and that still doesn't hit. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, you're close. See, you're still going to be in that yeah. range. And he's good enough to shake loose and get a 20-yard run. Get something going there. Yeah. Oh, baby. What you looking at? Nick Chubb, 69 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, they... Versus they Baltimore. Disrespected him because his last game he had eight carries for 16. Huh. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting over. I mean, I like Kareem Hunt's 32 and 32 a half. 32 and a half. It's really low. He hit that every single game before injury. Really? Every single game before injury. And then last game he had seven for 20, but they couldn't do anything on the ground at all. So 32 and a half, that might be a smash over for me. Every game. He hit that every game, Joe. Huh. <laughs> How about uh, Travis Kelsey? Over five and a half receptions. Yeah. Versus... Vegas. He had eight for ten for one nineteen when they played in week ten at Las well, Vegas. He said that what five it's five and a half? Five and a half. Three, six, seven. He said that seven of thirteen games so or seven of twelve games so far. And then yeah, like you said, eight catches for one nineteen against Vegas. They don't have any anybody that can cover a tight end, so No. I, I like that. A lot of people are going over half a receiving touchdown. I generally don't love touchdown props, and especially Travis Kelsey, who has only scored in four games this season. So, don't love that. But receptions receptions are usually the most consistent prop to hit because if I agree. you're if you're the number one target on the team, you're going to get targets yeah. and you're going to get receptions. Uh, Alvin Kamara, thirty three and a half receiving yards. Ooh, um, but you. you did, Tough to say with Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. No, no. Taysom. Uh, that, that, that might yep. be a stay away. I might not take any of Kamara's. I might take under that, actually. Under that. Oh, here we go. Laquan Treadwell, 33 and a half oh, receiving God. yards. Are you smashing under on that or what? Smash. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's he's hit. No, I know. He's hit over that last two weeks. That's disgusting. Yeah, I wouldn't touch anything. Got to find something that's not. A I like fight. I I like Lawrence's rush yards every week. I'll just say that. <laughs> Sixteen and a half is just low. I, he he didn't hit it last week. Yeah, but he hit it every week before that. Uh, uh, he did it three weeks in a row before that. And then he hit it four of six weeks before the bye. Oh my too, God! So. Ceedee Lamb five and a half receptions, sixty-nine and a half yards. <laughs> Oh my God! I like that. <laughs> that is criminal. What is it? Five and a Five half and a receptions half? and sixty-nine and a half yards. Well, if he gets one, he's getting the other. Easily. 
so double dip. Uh, one thing to know about your props, if you enter any contest, they are final, so you cannot change yeah. anything, you can't pull out on anything. So you really want to make sure what you're locking into, you like. And uh, as games get closer, uh, they do add more props. So like right now, you're looking at the Chargers and Giants, they have no lines available yet. But as game time comes closer and uh, more clarity on players comes out, they will adjust the props accordingly. So Teddy Bridgewater under one and a half passing touchdowns hasn't had more than one passing touchdown since week seven. (laughs) (laughs) But they are playing the Lions, but they're they're just going to run the ball the whole game. They don't have anything for their running backs. Like, like you said, they are unsure if Melvin Gordon's playing, so they can't really throw up like a Javante over yeah. under 69 and a half rush yards and everybody just smashes over and then Melvin Gordon's hurt. But yeah, that is a look at a few of the wonderful props that Sleeper throws out. Some of those ones, like if you see a wide receiver one and you see like that five and a half number for receptions. Yeah. That's what I'm targeting. That's the stuff I'm looking at. And that's, we both have money on Deontay Johnson at six and a half. Yes. Just feels right. And probably, I mean, I don't know what Justin Jefferson's reception number was, but it was eight and a half. Yeah. See that, that's, that's where it gets pretty high. (laughs) That's a lot, but I I still liked that number too. (laughs) Right. And that, that's where it kind of gets into a little bit of a, a gray area where, I generally, if it's like this this high number, like Joel Embiid at 13 and a half rebounds, it's like, well, I'm not going to take the over on that, but I'm not yes. going to bet against, against that he's going to exactly. get that. So That's the thing. With, with those high numbers, I'm my rule is stay away from that. But, yeah, once you just see that, that, little, that little nugget where it's like, ooh, CeeDee Lamb at five and a half, Travis Kelsey at five and, five a, and half, a half. Yeah. That's that's a nice nice little over. Sprinkle that on there. Tie that with another game. Go get two and you can make like I think three and a half times. Yep. Not not get too crazy, you know. Put a dollar on it, make three fifty back, pocket the dollar, and then you got two dollars and fifty cents of free money to go spend on something else. Yeah, I, I think that uh the NBA is a little more difficult. A lot more guys, a lot more teams. A lot more variants. A lot more. You got to really, you got to dig deep, which I have yeah. been trying to lately. Um, but well, you, your, your lines this this game, I mean, Desmond Bain, 17 and a half hit, and then <laughs> Pirtle. <laughs> yeah. Not doing, not doing it yeah. for you, but. They had 74 points at halftime. Yeah. And my man's had two. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the NBA lines are a little harder. The uh, your your five legger is looks like it's all pretty much on pace outside of Deontay's receiving yards. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're hoping to make some money. So with that, we're gonna go root for the Steelers to make this a close game. Yep. Hopefully we cash. Join the yep. squad. Uh, if yes, you sir. don't have Sleeper, it's just an app. It's in the App Store. It is Sleeper HQ on twitter uh if you have any questions they will actually respond they're really good yeah they like our tweets yep 
So They're active in the community. So join the Firestarters squad. Yeah. And the nice thing about Sleeper is they update their app like once a week. So yeah. if there's any bugs or any like UI updates, they'll just make them on their own. And then if everybody hates them, they just take them away. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> so exactly. love Sleeper. It's so much better. Get off of ESPN and NFL and oh. like, Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. Get off of those and come on to Sleeper because it's just a prettier app and it's so much easier to do everything on it. They have the most accurate projections. Their projections make sense. And they change fluidly throughout the game. I mean, it, it's just it's 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 the most customizable fantasy too. So if you want to get weird and add IDP players like we do, and you can do that, and it's really easy to use. And yep. you can trade draft picks in dynasty leagues really easily. It's it's the best app for dynasty by far. I mean, yeah. So come on over to Sleeper. But and with that, I think that's uh, unless you, we're a little long for a heat check, so we're not yeah, going to go heat check. I don't got anything right now. But we appreciate you guys tuning in to another edition of the Fire Starters podcast. Uh, we will be back at you on Tuesday, like usual. Um, you can hit us up at Pod Fire Starters on Twitter. Email us at the Pod at gmail.com. And we will talk at you next time. Join the squad. Bye-bye.